1: Hello and welcome to Daily Wisdom, Walking the Path with the Buddha. Today is our group learning program and we're doing a guided breathing mindfulness meditation session. I'm going to guide you guys in breathing mindfulness meditation because we come together each Wednesday in order to meditate together. And then in the same program on Sundays, we get together in order to cover a chapter in this book. This coming Sunday is going to be chapter 14, which is The healthy mental states, loving kindness, compassion, sympathetic joy, and equanimity. I'm going to be sharing with you the teachings on these because you would need to cultivate these in the mind in order to get to enlightenment. I'm just back from a trip around to the U.S. and to Egypt, and I'd like to just take a moment to thank everyone who contributed to keeping the classes going while I was gone. There was Miranda, Bossom, Rick, Tony, and others who were moderating and teaching classes. I'd just like to share my appreciation that you guys continued forward and keeping the teachings continuing online here and helping our community to continue to learn. So I'd like to just thank all of you. And for anybody who has provided generosity and donations in order to help me at certain parts of my trip, I'd really like to thank you as well because there were some students who knew I was traveling and offered some donations to help me along the way. So I'd really like to Thank you for that as well. So now, being back in Chiang Mai, we can continue our classes Sunday, Wednesday, and Saturday here online. And then on Saturday mornings, I teach at the temple, which I'll be starting again this Saturday as well. And we're at the exact same place online as we are here at the temple, which is chapter 14. So I'll be sharing the teachings with you guys, continuing the way I always have here online through Facebook group, through private messages, through online classes, and through personal guidance. If you guys would like personal guidance sessions, you're welcome to schedule those. So I'm pleased to be able to be back and now be able to teach you guys as I regularly have through these classes and not needing to travel around so much. So I'd like to invite all of you to join in meditation. I'll guide you guys in meditation and then afterwards we can open up to any questions that you guys might have related to meditation or any of the teachings that have been shared in the group learning program or otherwise. I know that Miranda and Bossom have been teaching and Perhaps you might have some residual questions from there. You may even have some questions about the trip and what I did and what I got involved in and what was happening along the way and along the journey. So you're welcome to ask any and all questions you like after we do our meditation together. So go ahead and take your meditation position, whether that's seated, lying, standing. And as you do, just be sure that the lower body is comfortable and the hands and arms are also nice and relaxed and comfortable. You would like your upper body to be erect. This helps to keep the mind attentive and alert during the meditation. Because remember, this is a dedicated, independent, purposeful meditation session where you're actively training the mind to eliminate unwholesome qualities and cultivate wholesome qualities. And here we're arising mindfulness and concentration as wholesome qualities in our meditation. And we're eliminating craving, desire, attachment by training the mind to let go and come back to the breath. So once the body is in position, just close the eyes and start breathing in through the nose and out through the nose. Here, what you're doing is you're just establishing the breath. Breathing in and out. Breathing in, experiencing the full breath. And breathing out, experiencing the full breath. The guidance that I provide with the breath may not match up to your breath. This is your own independent practice. So don't expect that your breath is going to necessarily match to what I'm providing guidance for. This is just guidance to breathe in through the nose, gradually experiencing the full breath. And then gradually exhaling through the nose, experiencing the full exhale. I'm going to do some chanting to ease us into meditation further, and then I'll be back with some more guidance.
2: (laughs) So, <laughs> <laughs> Maha Kavata Tammo Dhamang Namasami Supatipano Maha Kavato Sawakasankho saṅkhāṁ nāmaṁ mī nāp mōrha sa bhākhāvāto ārāto sammā sa bhūtāsā Nap more her PUTASA RITI BISU MAHAKAWA ARAKHANG SAMA SAMUNO ka vito anu teropori
1: should be breathing in through the nose and out through the nose just take nice gradual breaths breathing in and out Once the breath is established, start fixating the mind on the breath, the sound of the breath, or the sensation of air moving over the skin into the nose. The breath is the present moment. Fixate the mind on the breath, the present moment. Breathing in, In out. Breathing in. In out. With the mind fixated on the breath, anytime the mind moves off the breath, cut that off, let it go and come back to the breath, the present moment. No need to judge the thought, no need to label it or analyze it, or even attempt to figure out where it came from. Just wherever you observe that the mind is off the breath, cut that off, let it go, and come back to the breath, the present moment. Breathing in. in, out. Breathing in and out. I'm going to be quiet now and let you do this work to focus on the breath cutting off the thought and bringing the mind back to the breath anytime it's moved off the breath. You have nowhere to go. There's nothing to do. No one needs you right now. Just focus on the breath. Breathing in. In, out.
2: Samasam Bhoto Bhaka Dhamang Nama Sāmi. Supadhipa no mbhākya vato Nap more her Ada to sama saputa sa Nap mohata to sama saputa we are not anutero puri right, if you guys would like to
1: slowly make your way out of meditation we can just come back together as a class I'd like to welcome anyone who's joined us since we started meditation and welcome anyone who's joining us since I have left and haven't really been teaching for the last week or so online I'd like to welcome all of you and just open up to any questions that you guys might have you can use Facebook YouTube or zoom put your questions there in the comment section and the moderators will see that and be sure your question gets asked or if you're in zoom you can electronically ask your question by raising your hand and you can speak directly and ask any questions or follow-up questions directly so i'll just turn things over to all of you guys
3: <clears throat> yes sir I'm asking about the retreat um how many different places did you go during this retreat uh
1: so when i left chiang mai on the 19th of june We went down to Bangkok, and then we flew to Qatar. Then we flew to Washington, D.C., spent about two and a half weeks there teaching and getting things ready for the U.S. retreat. And then I figured it would be a good idea to take the family from there and do some family things. So we went down to Florida for a week, took my son to Legoland and Disney World. Then we went to New York, spent time in New York City for about a week, And then we went to Egypt and spent about 10 days in Egypt before flying from Egypt to Qatar, Qatar to Bangkok, Bangkok back to Chiang Mai. So we went to quite a few places. I counted. There was nine airplanes that we took.
3: (laughs) What was the um, best experience that you had during your travel, sir?
1: I think the best experience I had was to see the community in the U.S. and in Egypt starting to come together and form. And the first time that a lot of people had been together, you know, like I know, Miranda, you've met Chrissy in Michigan, and there's been some other people that have met each other here and there, but it was the first time that I saw the community in person together. And it was wonderful to see how smooth and how easy and straightforward everything was to come together and host a retreat and all of you guys working together practicing generosity loving kindness compassion sympathetic joy equanimity since those are the topics we're going to be discussing this Sunday but that's what I observed in uh, the U.S. and in Egypt you know people are very interested in learning these teachings and you know there's a lot of suffering out in the world you know I don't usually use that word suffering but it was great to see our community that people were practicing the teachings and very smooth and very easy time but then there was so many other people of course that i interacted with that were just in all kinds of different suffering and that was unfortunate but of course that's what the world is you know because here in thailand i live this life where everything's at your fingertips it's very inexpensive to live here lots of people practicing the buddhist teachings And I know that the world is is struggling and having a lot of difficulties, but to come face-to-face with it again after having left and being in Thailand for seven and a half years, it was really interesting to see how much suffering is truly in the world.
3: Speaking to that suffering, sir, what would would you say is the most difficult thing or the worst thing that that you experienced or saw while you were traveling Mm -hmm.
1: There was a lot, I wouldn't say difficult to see, but definitely a lot of, of unfortunate things. Probably the most impactful thing that I didn't actually see it, but I heard it, and the people that I was with told me what happened, is I heard a loud whack, and I heard a, a, a dad yelling at a child. And I turned around, and I saw what was going on with the dad and child, and then I asked the people I was with, like, what just happened? And they said that the dad opened hand, you know, whacked the the sun right across the face. And this kid was, I would guess, about maybe four years old, six years old. And he had just kind of, you know, wandered off from the family. And of course, the dad had craving, you know, to keep the child permanently. There was some anger that arose, this unskillful conduct, and all of this was being motivated by ignorance or the unknowing of true reality. And I just thought how, uh, back to my childhood, And how i grew up you know that way and being abused by my family and i was just like oh wow this is like really unfortunate that this kind of thing is going on in the world you know it would have been nice if that family knew these teachings so that they could have a much more healthy interaction with each other but that was one of the things that i saw there was a city that i was in where there was um traffic and You know, there was lots of horn honking and there was this time where this uh, car was kind of stuck in the um, intersection because the light had turned red and the traffic was backed up and there was a car going across the cross section. And this guy rolls down his window and throws a cup at the other car and was like, start cussing out of the window. And I'm just like, wow, like this is pretty intense for those people. Like this person was just in a car. He couldn't go any further because there was traffic and it was just like honking horns and throwing things and just like wow so much craving anger and ignorance in the world which we know but to come face to face with it and be standing on the sidewalk you know 10 feet away from this aggression which i don't have here i don't experience those things in thailand because they don't exist here at least in the community that i live in and um You know, I know that these things exist all throughout the world, but this was like the first time that I had really come in contact with it for a very long time and understood exactly what was causing it. Because in the past, when I was living in the U.S., I saw certain things like this, but I didn't necessarily know what was causing it and, and these kind of things. So there's lots of unfortunate things, but there's also lots of good things, too. You know, I saw a lot of generosity you know, a lot of smiles. I think the the cutest and funniest thing that I had occur is when I was in Legoland and Disneyland. There were some people, of course, from all over the world, and there were some people from the south of the U.S., and I was walking around, of course, in the same clothes that I always wear, and some people said, hello, sir, I really like your outfit. (laughs) You know, I just thought it was so cute to hear somebody talk like that, and like it's an outfit, like as if I wore it just for Legoland or just for... Disney World. And I just smiled. And, and uh, you know, I was surprised. You know, I was expecting, not expecting, but I thought that at some point people would, you know, maybe be hateful or vindictive as I traveled around about the clothing that I was wearing. But what I observed is people were very observant and very interested in why I was wearing these clothes, you know, and even in Egypt and on the plane to Egypt, you know, people were asking questions and curious what I was doing and why I was wearing these clothes and, but it was just so cute. It was more than one time that somebody said that. And each time it was somebody from the south of the U.S. with that thick southern accent and it just sounded so cute.
3: <laughs> um I know that you didn't go to Legoland and Disney World. Were the donations enough to fund all of these trips or how did that come about, sir?
1: Yeah, I didn't use donations to travel with my family. Like, so my, my wife and son's plane ticket wasn't paid for by donations for anywhere that we went. The Legoland, Disney World, all this stuff, the New York Times, none of that was paid for with donations from the community. As some of you guys know, I was very fortunate in the past to be a business person and did really well. So as I was doing that, I ended up tucking away money as a business person and just keeping it there for kind of like a rainy day fund and, you know, at some point in the future. So what I ended up doing is the retreat that was hosted in the U.S., the donations weren't actually enough to pay for the actual retreat. So I used this money because I knew that the retreat was going to be very beneficial for the community there. So I used some of those funds to supplement the money that was being donated for the retreat. And I used that same money for my family's travel. And I told the people at the retreat, and I also told my family that I would not ever be able to do this again in terms of using money from the past to fund things that we have now. So the vast majority of the trip was funded by money that I had in the past. There was my plane ticket to the U.S. and back was funded by donations from the retreat. Uh, My hotel while I was in the U.S. for just like seven days was funded for by the retreat. But as I said, I needed to supplement that money too. So I used personal funds from the past. And then as I arrived in the U.S., uh, something that was really lovely that I had no idea was going to happen is people started making donations and saying, hey, I know you're traveling. And this is probably a time where you could really use some extra funds. So here's some extra funds to help you through your trip. And I was very appreciative, of course. That was very helpful as I was traveling.
3: For future retreats, especially retreats in the U.S., um, how would students be able to get involved with planning that, sir?
1: So there's a Facebook message group where people are coming together. I think it's about eight or 12 people that are interested in contributing to the planning of future retreats in the U.S. And those people are now starting to discuss how they would like to structure a retreat for next year. So if anybody would like to get involved in that, you can let me know and I'll just add you to that message group. For me, this is the first retreat for the group in the U.S. So my first year, I was kind of helping the students to learn how to host a retreat. And typically what happens is the students are the ones who do all of that coordination and logistics and organizing and they just invite their teacher to come and actually share the teachings. So it seems like the students are now more prepared to do that than last year because they experienced one whole retreat. And of course, there's still going to be some support that I'll need to provide. But as the years go on, students should be getting more and more comfortable with how to organize and host a retreat. And then I'll be able to just show up and teach and do all the work that it needs to be able to share the teachings. So that's in the U.S. But then there's the community around Bossum who is in Egypt, who is now just kind of getting started. And there's Other groups of people that are learning like in the UK and in Australia and India and Bangladesh and Sri Lanka and all these other places throughout the world that if that community of people would like to get together and host a retreat, we can easily do that and I can help them to do that. It just so happens that the U.S. was the first group of people that got together and invited me to come teach and then I just kind of helped them to get going with the planning part of it since i've done this before in the past when i was in business we used to have these annual events all the time i'm very familiar with how to just make it really easy and really straightforward to put together an event so there's not just one person that's doing all the heavy lifting there's no heavy lifting at all it's just everybody contributing to the event and you know what i observed in the u.s it was enough people that it was just like people doing individual little things here and there and it wasn't a burden to anybody at all and we all just came together and created an environment where the teachings could be shared and people could come together and learn and grow in their practice
3: yes thank you sir i don't think we have any other questions at this time sir
1: all right well i'll just thank all of you for joining for today's class and thank you for your dedication to learning and practicing the teachings of the Buddha next Sunday or this Sunday, we're going to be studying chapter 14 in the book Developing a Life Practice, The Path That Leads to Enlightenment. So if you'd like to read the chapter before and or after class, you can do that. It's a fairly short chapter, but one that is very important. Without these four mental qualities, you wouldn't be able to experience this enlightened mind where the mind's peaceful, calm, serene, and content with joy permanently. So you'll need to learn how to cultivate those. And what I'll explain to you is what these four mental states are, how to cultivate them and then what they actually remedy because these mental states are actually remedying specific problems in the unenlighted mind so by arising these in the mind you're actually addressing some of the unwholesome qualities that are in the mind so you're moving those out and you're bringing in these healthy mental states so i'll explain that to you on sunday and you're welcome to read ahead as a way of preparing for the class so you'll have any questions that you like and then of course, on Saturday, we do our Polycanon and English study group. We're in volume 11 in that program. So here in another probably six months or so, we'll actually be restarting from the beginning. But the way that that program works is there's really no beginning or start. You know, you can actually join into that program at any time. And all these classes are exactly the same time on Sunday, Wednesday and Saturday at 9 p.m. Thai time. So you can look to see whatever time it is in your time zone and join either in Zoom or one of the live streams. Or if you aren't able to attend the live classes for any reason, there's always the replays in Facebook. YouTube, and the podcast, and other places as well. So thank you all for your dedication and your learning. We'll see you in a future class. Have a very
0: wonderful and lovely rest of your day. Sawadee Thank you for listening to this podcast. To provide support for this podcast, visit patreon.com forward slash support Buddha. To access more teachings, visit buddhadailywisdom.com.